This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Five minutes past 12 o'clock. Good afternoon. How are you? Gosh, I've been away. It feels like months and months and months, and it's only been a couple of weeks. My name's Nikki Seberini. This is 101.9 High FM. And, of course, you're listening to the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. And I do feel illuminated, and I feel very well rested. Um, I went overseas to the U.K. with my family. We've had this... You know, this bucket list thing. And, uh, that was to go along to Anfield and watch our team. And for the, there, there may be some of you who are very happy that I'm a Liverpool supporter. <laughs> and there may be some of you who will want to tune out because I'm a Liverpool supporter, but stay with me. Stay with me. Um, you know, it was a bucket list. And I have to say that there's so many advantages to hosting the DL Link show. Um, I get to meet incredible people every single week. I'm inspired. But one lesson that I extract each and every week is making life happen. You know, life is short. And if we're always going to wait for the perfect time to do things, the time will never arrive. So this was a bucket list, taking our two boys to Anfield, watching the soccer, and we finally made it a reality. And it was extraordinary on every single level. So fabulous and wonderful to be back on such a beautiful day with, of course, of course, the jacaranda in full bloom. So I hope that you're feeling the wonderful spirit and the incredible energy of uh, Johannesburg and just getting ready for a wonderful, wonderful show. So the month of October, of course, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You'll see people walking around with pink um, bows and uh, we're going to be bringing you lots of information this month all centering around breast cancer. We have got a jam-packed show. You do not want to go anywhere because we're going to be looking at lifestyle and fitness and websites if you have breast cancer and, and, and. Um, so I'm going to start off the show um, with Eden Lurie. Um, Lurie. Um, now, when I did a, 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 another show on High FM years ago, every week we used to do a cooking show. And Sharon Lurie used to join us in the studio. She still has a cooking show, but she joined me on my show show all those years ago. And what I loved most about it was that Sharon never walked into the studio with our tastes. You know, we tasted everything that she made. And to this day, I use her recipes. And so when her daughter Eden walked in today, I was just so excited because I've heard about her incredible kids. So it's really, really wonderful to have Eden Lurie in the studio. She is the marketing coordinator for Nussbaum's Butchery. And she's not just here um, to obviously introduce herself and and, and just be a wonderful person on High FM. She's here for an incredibly, incredibly good cause. Once again, we have this wonderful community who is supporting and bending over backwards all the time. And this is also in support of Breast Cancer Month. So I'm not going to tell you why. Eden's going to tell you why. Eden, welcome to the show. Thank lovely, you. lovely. So as I said, normally your mom and now it's you. And now it's me. I follow, I've got big shoes to, to fill here. You do. But at least it's marketing and it's not the cooking. Otherwise I'd say, where's the Listen, I can cook. I can cook. So where's the food? <laughs> I, I can cook. I don't want to compete. 
How's your mom? Is she well? She's good. Thank oh, God. Fantastic. Fantastic. So as I said, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, you've walked in wearing the most beautiful pink earrings. Did you do it by chance or was it this deliberate? On purpose. I oh, want people I to know that. about pink. I love that. I love that. So now what does Nussbaum's Butchery have to do with Breast Cancer Awareness Month? So basically we joined forces with DL Link this month because we wanted to give back. We wanted to create awareness and we actually wanted to educate some people about breast cancer. So what we decided was that we were going to do our lamb breasts and chicken breasts and a portion of the proceeds goes towards DL Link. So for every order purchased, we will do a donation to DL Link. That's fantastic. And for the, for this month. For the, Just month, for the of month of October. October. The whole okay. month of October. And the reason why we're doing this is because I have a best friend mm-hmm. who is going through breast cancer treatment at the moment. Mm-hmm. And she was diagnosed at the age of 25, and she lives in Israel. And I wanted to do something in her honor. And as a family, this is what we have decided we want to do. And I'm sure the deal link are absolutely delighted. Eden, I love that. We're going to take a very quick break, and then we're going to be chatting to your friend who's in Israel. She's going through the treatment, so we're going to hear it straight from her. Stay with us. Lior Fagan will be joining us in a moment. This is Lifelinks with a DL Link. Welcome back to the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. Just by the way, if you'd like to get in touch with us, if you'd like to um, connect during the show, we'd always, always love to hear from you. Um, the le- the number that you can call us on is 010-140-3020 or why don't you SMS us on 34519, 34519. WhatsApp us on 061-895-1019. to hear from you. Um, So in um, Lurie is in the studio. She is the marketing coordinator for Nussbaum's Butchery for the month of October. They have teamed up with the DL Link and for for Breast Cancer Month they are going to be donating a percentage of sales um, which is going to be going to the DL Link and as usual the community has responded. Um, We're going to hear about the community response but first of all um, before that Lior Fagan is on the line. or is um, Eden's best friend. She is in Israel, and she is actually the inspiration behind this fantastic initiative. Lior, good afternoon, and, and welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. I feel like I have a little slice of uh, of home at the moment. Oh, it's you, great. you do have a little slice of home, Lior, and it's lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much. So how's Israel? Israel is amazing. Israel is, uh, you know, despite what I've been going through the past couple of months, I wouldn't choose to be anywhere else in the world. Oh, that's wonderful to hear, Lior. So tell us about your story. I mean, you have breast cancer and you undergoing intensive treatment. How's that going? Yes, thank God. Um, I actually finished chemo two weeks ago. Um, I was diagnosed on the 12th of April and I happened to be in Johannesburg when I was diagnosed. Um, I'd come back to be with my family and close friends while I was waiting for my biopsy results. And um, it all just worked out so amazingly because the support that I got from the DL link before I left for Israel um, when I got my results was was really, you know, the, the 
the air beneath my wings just mm. to set me off on this journey that I had to that I had to take on when I when I came back to Israel. And I was so lucky in that way that, you know, Eden arrived at my house the the day that I was I was flying back to Israel that night. She arrived with a Delling backpack filled with so many amazing things, mm-hmm. a bracelet and a nanny book, it's a Hillen book, a picture frame, a teddy bear, all the things you could imagine to to comfort you spiritually, emotionally, and um, I got to take this package all the way um, back to Israel with me. And even though I wasn't going to be receiving treatment in Israel, um, I'm in Johannesburg. I mean, I was receiving it in Israel. The Dale Link still made sure that I felt like I was, you know, I belonged and um, I was important and I was a part of this organization no matter where in the world I was. Oh, wow. So I'm so grateful to them and to Eden, obviously, for just being so incredible. Throughout this whole process. Wow, that's incredible, Lior. And, and to know that Eden has put this initiative together and that, um, they're supporting the deal link, um, and that is in honor of you and in honor of Breast Cancer Month. That, that must make you feel pretty special. It does, it does. It makes me feel so special and so honored. And I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful that the awareness is being um, put out there, you know, because being, you know, just 26 years old, being diagnosed four days before my 26th birthday, um, and having no genetic mutation, it doesn't run in my family. It was really out of the blue. It was something that came as a shock to, to me, my family, my close friends, everyone who hears about it is, you know, really pretty much in shock. And um, it is the scary thing. It's something that we don't speak about enough. It's something we don't um, create enough awareness about. And I really am excited that I think that this is the beginning. This is the start of creating more awareness, not just in the month of October, but all year round for for people with breast cancer, to encourage women to do self-checks, to go to the doctor, um, and just to be more aware of their own bodies. Mm, so truly, or so true. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you've mentioned that the chemo is finished. We wish you yes. good health, good vitality, and hopefully thank when you come to South Africa, you can come and visit us. But thank you for being the inspiration behind the initiative because many people are going to benefit because of you. So thank you, Lior. Thank you so much. Thank you to you and Eden and the DL Link. Thanks, Leo. Take care and uh, God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, Eden, so um, Leo, filled with gratitude. Always. Um, always. Um, and you mentioned that you, you put it out there that Nussbaums would yes. be doing this and there was a fantastic response. So Tell this us. morning I had actually sent out a WhatsApp and I had said, I'm going to be on High FM. This is the campaign that we are doing. And I immediately got a response from a very special customer. Her name is Lisa Hurwitz-Caro. And she runs Lisa's Laser Skin and Beauty Salon in Inksfield. And when she heard about our campaign, she actually said, please, please, I want to almost pledge my service. And she said to all Nisbom's customers, DL Links, Warriors and Angels, she is doing a free uh, buff and paint in pink uh, as a pedicure when you get a pink manicure for the whole month of October. So thank you, Lisa, for coming forward and pledging to do something with us as well to support this month. Oh, love it, love it. Um, I think you've started something incredible, Eden. Thank you. Thank you for starting the conversation. Thank you for starting the initiative, getting the community behind Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It has been a pleasure having you on the thank show. You. As I say, send my love to your mom and hope lots and lots and lots of people will be coming so that you you can give huge donations yes. to the DL link. Thank you. Thank you. 
So the time is now 70 minutes past 12 o'clock. We're going to take a very quick break. And after the break, Kiara Bergstrom, who's Head of Research and Complementary Health uh, Patient Navigator for NetCare Breast Care Center of Excellence, will be in. And she is also the COO of Pink Parasol Project. What is that, you may ask? Well, Kiara is going to tell you a little bit more about it. Stay with us. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Welcome back to the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. A glorious day here in Johannesburg. Um, wow, the 11th of October and of course October we honor and we focus on and we shine, shine a light on breast cancer. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So my next guest is the perfect person to begin the breast cancer discussion with. Um, Kiara Bergstrom, um, I mentioned earlier, who's head of research and complementary health patient navigator, and that's for NetCare Breast Care Center of Excellence. And she's also the CEO, COO of the Pink Paracel Project. Kiara, welcome. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. So let's start off, before we get to the Pink Paracel Project, which I think is absolutely fascinating, you're head of research and complementary health patient navigator. So complementary treatments. Um, well, what I do is I counsel people with regards to complementary therapies. Um, just to uh, distinguish the two, alternative medicine is when you ignore all the medicine doctors have prescribed and you only go the natural route. And complementary is when you combine the two to make the com- conventional medicine easier. I mean, I, I had an incredible homeopath in the studio a few months ago who was very much into the complementary um, way of dealing with the treatment, so the chemotherapy with the homeotherapy. Yes. So I'm interested to hear what would be seen as alternative therapy and what would be seen as complementary therapy. Is it how it's used or yes. is it particular therapy? It's how it's used. With alternative therapy, they will normally use natural therapies instead of chemo and radiation. And they, okay. With the patients going through chemo, there's a lot of complementary therapies I recommend like reflexology um, acupuncture, massage therapy, meditation and the right supplements at the right time Okay, so I'm going to ask caffeine enemas No, I I haven't <clears throat> found a lot of scientific research showing that it's even beneficial for a patient. It's not something I recommend at all for our patients. The, the type of therapies that get recommended or uh, supplements and that, they've had their research done. That it's proven when to work and when not to use and so forth. So when you're going to use something that's complementary therapy, make sure it's backed by very good scientific Research. Mm, so that's when cannabis oil comes. I have to ask about cannabis oil. Ah, uh, famous cannabis. Yeah, so interesting. So I mean, I know there's a website at the moment where you can now start to buy seeds, and yeah. you and 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 you can choose how you want, you know, that plant to be, and if yes. it's more this or more that, and it's very very interesting. It's, it's growing. It is growing. It has its place. Um, we recommend it for some of our patients. It helps with nausea, it helps with pain, neuropathy, which is a tingling feeling you get in your hands and feet during chemo. It's been proven to work for epilepsy, Parkinson's, and that. 
But the problem comes in is people believing it can cure cancer. And the studies that are going around, what people don't realize is it's still in a little dish phase. They're not talking about feeding the tumor space brownie or blowing a joint on it. They're talking about the molecular makeup and so forth. It's not at the stage to use it for treatments like that. So you're saying not as an alternate therapy or alternate treatment, but as a complementary. Yes, like to help you through your chemo. But once I just have to stipulate this, if you're going to try any complementary therapies, including cannabis, you have to tell your treating doctor, your primary treating doctor. There's so many things that can interfere with chemo and radiation. There's even supplements that can increase your bleeding risk and you shouldn't be taken before your surgery. Okay. Okay. How open-minded are, I mean, it's a very generalized question because I'm talking about a whole lot of oncologists and doctors, aren't they? How open-minded are they to using complementary treatment? They are a lot more open-minded than I would say three years, five years ago. You know, the need for complementary therapy has finally been recognized. Good. And ASCO, which what I sort of describe as the principal in the School of Oncology, has actually released international guidelines on complementary therapy about which ones are good for cancer patients to use. That's so, so we encourage people to have that conversation. Yes. Have the conversation. Look at the, uh, look at the complementary treatment. You know, chemo and radiation doesn't have to be the horror story it used to be. There's a lot of things that can help you get through it. And may, I've seen ladies sail through chemo with the right mindset and diets and reflexology, acupuncture, exercise. Even yoga is considered complementary therapy. And I've seen them sail through their chemo like it, like it was nothing. And then I've seen ladies who have struggled more because, mm. you know, we also we don't look at our mental and spiritual aspect when we diagnose. And that's just as important when you diagnose. Mm. And if you take care of all four aspects, the body, body, mind, mind spirit, mm. yes, and also feeling good, you know, Especially us ladies, we want to look good. Mm. We want to put on that outfit and shine in there. And if you look good on the outside, you look good, you feel good on the inside. So it's four aspects. It's mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. Mm. And if you embrace all four, the treatments just become that little bit easier. Mm. So for people who are listening now and they know someone who's being diagnosed or they've been diagnosed or they're already going through treatment, it's so overwhelming. Yes. All this information and where do you go to to get the information? You're talking about complementary treatment. Yes. How do people find out from where? Well, that's why we started the Pink Parasol because there's a lot of harmful information out there and social media is our biggest danger. I mean, we don't believe a picture of a unicorn on social media. But we're so prone to believing this whole scientific research that goes around mm, without researching further. exactly. Yeah. And if you actually look into it, there's not valid sources in that. Um, so we started the Pink Parasol, which is a directory of therapists and practitioners from around the country that people can go on there and they can find someone to help them, as well as there's an information and events and an ask us section and so forth. What is the email address? Well, the the website. I, I beg your pardon. The website. It's um, Pink Parasol, like Parasol, like the umbrella. Mm-hmm. dot co. dot za. Okay, P A R A S O L. That's right. dot co. dot za. Yes. So, um, do you have to join, or is the no. information just it's there? All there, and we screen who we list to make sure they've got experience in cancer, so that it's a reliable source, and we know that the patients will be helped in the correct way. I love it. I love that we yes. can direct people there, but of course. 
course, you work very closely with um, Professor Ben. Yes. And we've heard, I'm, I'm looking very forward because I know that we're going to be chatting to her She's next amazing. week. People come onto the show who have dealt with her and they sing her praises yes. that she is so totally 150% committed. Yes. Tell us a little bit about working with her. Carol in all honesty, has been my mentor. She recognizes people's passions and she helps feed them. And she just wants the best for her patients. So if, like for instance, she knew my love for complementary health and she helped me get onto the right roads so that I could help the patients because in the end, she just wants the best for her patients. She's amazing to work for. It's long hours, but we all love our jobs. <laughs> so mm. it's, she's nice to work for. Mm. I love it. And just passionate about yes. it. I love that. So just to give that uh, email address once again, the uh, pink parasol and it's P-A-R-A-S-O-L dot C-O dot Z-A. Um, and if people want to get hold of you directly, Kiara, if they've got questions, you know, it's one thing going onto a website yes. and it's great, but sometimes when you're so overwhelmed and you find yourself stuck mm. and you don't know where to go, it's always lovely to speak to a person. Yes. How do people get hold of you or the Netcare Center? Well, who to well, dial? My email for the pink parasol is on the website. At, for the breast center, they can get hold of me at 011-480-5779. Five seven seven nine. Fantastic. Thanks, Kiara. You stay okay. right there. I'd like to just um, have a word uh, or introduce our next guest, um, who is a registered dietitian and a yoga teacher, um, and um, she, it's, and also she's on the pink parasol part of the Pink Parasol Project, um, and it's Ashley Caradas. Yes. Did I pronounce your surname correctly? Caradas. Ashley, welcome. Thank you. Great to have you on the show too. So a registered dietitian and yoga teacher. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, we, we spoke about diet um, a good few months ago, about diet and treatments, and I, I had a cancer warrior in the studio, and we spoke about what she was eating. She said, you know, it's, it's so difficult with the treatment. I I can't think of having to watch my diet. So for people who are listening right now, what kind of food should people be eating if they're going through treatments? Is it a a, a difficult diet to follow? Is it just changing a couple of things? What do you recommend? Well, I think that each person is an individual. So there isn't one diet for one person. So you have to look at the type of cancer, um, where they are with it, and their current weight, and any other things they're going through, and also what medications they're taking, what treatment they're going through, and then monitor them as they go with side effects and create a diet that suits their lifestyle and their body type and what they're going through at that time. So, no, there is no one diet. And I think when someone gets diagnosed, they they think they need to become vegan or go on a ketogenic diet or do something that's very, very um, restrictive. Yeah. So a lot of people will either, either they will think that or they'll think I can just eat whatever I want. This has nothing to do with diet. Um, and, and either side because, is. Because the treatment is separate. The treatment is treating. Um, yes. I can eat whatever I want what I want. Yeah. So there's, there's, I think there's on the one side, there's the people that want to use diet as a treatment. But again, it's not an alternative. It's a complementary thing. Okay, so let's look at if we go, I mean, as you mentioned, there's so many different types of diets, but first port of call, um, raw foods. Is there a benefit to just eating raw foods, uncooked? Not necessarily. Food? I think there's a benefit to eating fruit and vegetables. So it's the plant foods 
that the plant-based diets that are what is beneficial. So it doesn't necessarily mean eat only plants because protein is also very important. And, you know, if a vegetarian is not getting enough protein, it's going to be detrimental in treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously when you, when you cook fruits and vegetables, you do lose some uh, nutrition in them. So that's why raw food is kind of uh, perceived maybe as a better diet. Um, but I, I generally suggest that people eat a combination of raw and cooked depending on their preferences. Okay, but you're going back to individual. Go to the individual, your body type, what you like, what you don't, your treatment, and work around that. Exactly. Okay. So it's um, it's symptom management as yeah. well. Uh, and just like Yara said, we all want to feel good. You want to feel good about your body. You don't want to lose too much weight or gain too much weight, and you want to shine from the inside out. And nutrition is... It's fundamental in feeling good. And I think when you're also in control of your diet and you're creating these beautiful foods and you know that you're nourishing your body, you also feel good about yourself. But nutrition is, it's a primary thing. I think anyone who's ever eaten healthy and then goes and breaks that and feels what it does to the body will know. And I think some people don't know how good they can feel eating healthy. So Mm. when someone's diagnosed, look, there are some people who are particularly very healthy when they're diagnosed and other people who who aren't. And I think people continue with whatever diet they were doing before a lot of the time because it's very difficult to change your diet and you're in such a crisis about this cancer diagnosis that I think sometimes the diet becomes like really a sideline thing that you don't address. And mm-hmm. it is, it's hugely important. So even though supplements are important as well, the diet's the foundation, and then we build the supplements on top of the diet. Mm, we know with um, many chemotherapies, side effect being nausea, loss of appetite, um, the importance of eating the right food but not really wanting to. So for those people who are suffering terribly from nausea, loss of appetite, what, what, do you, what kind of nutrients would you encourage them to still um, try and take um, to to maintain their energy levels, they boost their immune system. What what should they be looking at? Okay, so nausea is um, it usually subsides, so it's usually uh, something that's a little more temporary. And the 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 anti nausea drugs are becoming better and better. I think it's not that or that the cannabis vision. oil, as uh, Kiara yeah. was saying, right? It's not okay. that vision of this chemotherapy patient just like vomiting all day. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's. Uh, but uh, nausea, you know, ginger is 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 a good home remedy. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously there are the drugs, but then the dr- nausea drugs have the side effects of constipation and things like that. So we have to weigh out um, in terms of that. Oh, right. um, the best thing for nausea is generally small meals, small regular meals, finding anything you like that doesn't have an offensive smell or taste for you at the time and trying to eat more of that. Um, not starving yourself because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, sometimes nausea is actually better treated by eating regularly than not eating at all. Ah, so the longer you leave your stomach empty for, actually the worse you start to feel. Mm-hmm. So um, small regular meals, sometimes people will feel like they want to, to eat something dry when they're nauseous. So we try, you know, design the diet around something that's nutritious and also something that you're able to eat. Um, immune system is key. So immune system is key. I always start with uh, the, the gut, um, making sure that the person's eating foods that contain prebiotics. Which are? Carrots, sweet potato, like your root vegetables. Um, also some fermented foods, 
Um, what, like, like yoga? Kefir, oh, yoga. Yes. yes. Okay. Those can help build up um, good probiotics. Um, some probiotics, it, it, you, you need to speak to your doctor about taking probiotics when you're on treatment. Um, about the safety with certain treatments. Um, but keeping your gut healthy is, is essential. Um, and then foods rich, rich in vitamin C, uh, foods rich in beta carotene, um, green vegetables. So, uh, recommending how people can get more of these foods in the diet. So like, for example, juicing your greens mm-hmm. incorporating that into the diet, um, making lots of juicing is fantastic. I'm sure that if also, if you don't have such an appetite, yes, drinking something is possibly easier. Yeah. And also protein is important for your immune system. Mm. Um, protein is, is the amino acids are what form our immune cells at the end of the day. So mm. we have to make sure we're getting enough protein during treatment. Okay. So actually I have to ask the question and it is the unpopular question and that is sugar. Um, and there's so much about sugar, movies and shows yes. and people talking about it being this poison and addiction and that, that, that sugar is very, very bad if you do have cancer. Can you expand on that? Can you, I'm, I'm sure if you're not feeling well, maybe sugar makes you feel a lot better, but is it something you should be eating while you're going for treatment? Well, if you look at, there's certain studies, like Kiara was saying, in the Petri dish, where maybe it's showing that sugar can stimulate cell growth. But as far as controlled studies go, there's no real evidence that sugar increases cancer risk. However, sugar is just not generally, it's not a, it's not a food group that we need. Why eat sugar if there's even a tiny bit of fear around it? Mm. Um, yes, during treatment, when you're really feeling lousy and you just want a piece of chocolate or you want something sugary, I think that's absolutely fine. But someone shouldn't be gorging on sugar just because they don't feel like eating anything else. Mm. And remember, sugar's in everything. Sugar's in vegetables even. So it's a, a carbohydrate is a carbohydrate. So it's the, it's the way we take it in and the way we process it that's also important and not eating foods that are refined and lack nutrition. So eating carbohydrates that are unrefined, we're still going to get glucose into the body. Um, it's, it's extremely difficult to, to have no glucose and there is no evidence around, um, there's, there's no real evidence around it. So I think the, the, the main thing is first. There's do, no real evidence that sugar causes cancer. You're saying it's. Not in, in, in population. Kiara's nodding. Really? Yeah, it's really? true. Yes. It's, it's like, you know what? We shouldn't be eating sugar if we have cancer or not. But like I say to ladies, if you're having the day where you just want to sit with your jar of Nutella and a spoon, go for it. As ladies, we always have that day. We always just. Oh, leave me alone. I'm taking off my superhero coat. It's not going to feed your cancer. Your tumor's not going to double in size. It's okay. a lot of, of bad rep that doesn't belong there. Wow. Okay. Thanks for that. I think I heard a whole lot of sighs out there. Sighs of relief. <laughs> I love my sugar. Unfortunately. In moderation. In moderation. In moderation. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's a constant <laughs> battle. And the less I have of it, the less I want it. So it's because it is just so addictive. And I know, I mean, you said, Ashley, that when you're eating healthily, you don't realize that when you eat the wrong foods, you feel so bad. So when you've been eating, it's been clean eating. And then all of a sudden you have something like with the refined sugar, you feel it. I can actually feel my body start to shake. I can actually feel I start to get more hyped. So it, it is what it's doing to our body. But it just tastes so good, unfortunately. So also what I explain to people about sugar, um, and if you 
you've heard um, a, a diabetic test called the hemoglobin test. So basically, sugar coats our hemoglobin, which is our red blood cells. So we can check how well controlled the diabetics been by how much sugar is on their blood cells. Mm-hmm. Sugar can also coat the white blood cells, so it does affect the immune system. If we've got too much sugar in the system, you've just had a chemo treatment, your white blood cells are already low, it's not going to help. Mm. Okay. So try, stay away from it. For but, sure. Uh, but, as Kiri, as you're can. saying, if you're really having a bad day, have a piece, but try and stay away from it. When Look Carol's at here, ask her about her chocolate boxes. Uh, so we're all prone to our chocolates. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we'll definitely ask her. Ashley, how are you connected with the Pink Parasol Project? Where, where is the connection there? So um, I've had breast cancer, and I've been through chemotherapy surgery, radiation, and biological drugs. Um, So I started to become more interested in treating patients in my own practice. So um, I contacted them and told them about me, and then we started. Actually, I searched for you, and I was so impressed by what I read about you. (laughs) Oh, really? It was a mutually admiration. And the stuff she does, she's amazing. Amazing. So, Ashley, how was your how was your journey, your cancer journey? Well, getting diagnosed was was insane. It was. I just couldn't believe it because I'm young. And I'm a dietitian and a yoga teacher mm. and I've always been pretty healthy. Mm. Granted, I have, you know, some vices and, um, it, but nothing, nothing to justify this, you know. So I was, I was heartbroken and thought, how can I go on promoting health when this has happened to me? Um, but soon realized that it's actually, you know, for a lot of people, it's not really their fault. So it's not, it's not something that you did. Um, yeah, and then I, I I actually felt pretty good throughout the process. I continued working. I went to work. Um, I looked pretty good. I don't think anyone really knew. Mm-hmm. I covered things up quite well. Mm-hmm. And I ran a yoga teacher training during the time, and wow. I just carried on with everything. I mean, I had my days, but my main thing was like, any time I felt a little bit good, I held on to that feeling and what was feeding that. Mm. And I just tried to keep with that and just stay out of negativity as much as possible um, and do whatever I knew was right for my body. I did look into going alternative, but very soon realized, oh, no, I have to go get this. You have, I have to, to, go get you have the to sort this out. Yeah. I love that you've used your journey to help others. Um, and also so interesting that because you were this healthy person, the dietitian yoga, that initially you thought, oh, you know, I mean, does it mean that what I'm doing isn't healthy? Isn't? And I think that there are a lot of people who are listening right now who can relate to that. And so I love that you're sharing that um, because cancer is not something that we bring on ourselves. You know, it happens. Cancer happens. Let's take a break. Um, after the break, we're going to introduce our next guest. As I said, it's a full show. Wonderful, wonderful people joining us today. Um, and um, so stay with us. Simone will be joining us. Don't go anywhere. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. You're tuned to 101.9 High FM, the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. I'm Nikki Seberini. We're focusing on breast cancer. October is, of course, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, fabulous stories, fabulous guests in the studio. Um, we started off with uh, Eden um, Lurie, who is the marketing coordinator from Nussbaum's. Just a reminder that every time you go and buy something, a percentage of your purchase is going to go to the DL Link. And that's in honor of Lior Fagan. 
Kiara Bergstrom who does a lot of research into cancer and complementary treatments, um, has put together a phenomenal website called Pink Paracel Project. We encourage you to visit this website. Um, she's curated in a really, really excellent website with all um, providers in the field of complementary treatments, and um, that um, we'll, we'll be talking a little bit more about that um, a little bit later. Um, and then, um, of course, Ashley um, Caradas, who is a registered dietitian and yoga teacher. She's part of the Pink Parasol Project. And now someone else I'd like to introduce who is also part of the Pink Parasol Project. You see what you have on this website. You have access to all of this. And it is Simone Burke who is also a breast cancer survivor. I just love um, that breast cancer gives a cancer um, challenges, give people opportunities to wake up and give something back. And that's an incredible thing. She's a spiritual and transformational counselor, um, guided meditation facilitator of workshops and a healer of various spiritual modalities. Sim One Way. And I love that. Simone, welcome to the show. Thank you. Lovely to have you on the show. Happy to be here. Really lovely. So here we're talking about complementary treatments. We're talking about alternative treatments. And when I hear spiritual and transformational counselor, I'm so interested because there you are on the Pink Parasol website. Um, So that means Kiara has looked into it and she He's seeing that people are using this kind of treatment and it's working. What is this treatment? Tell us more. Okay, so I'll, I'll just go a little bit back very briefly. Is that um, through the someone way, uh, how I got to the name is to, to connect with the one with the higher self. Some okay. one, some way. one way. Right. Okay. I never okay. liked the name when I was small, but I learned to accept it when you love yourself and believe in yourself. Yes. You know, I was very little. And so the someone way someone came way. about. Okay. Yes. Was this a, was this an insight you had when you had your breast cancer? No, when was I, as a child. You, okay. As, as a child. Okay. Yeah. And then I Lovely. went on my spiritual journey. Uh, my late mom was, had psychic feelings. So I sort of like followed suit with that. Did you? Yeah. Mm. And then, um, through meditation, it came to me to, um, came with the someone way as well, but also to, um, Help other people, give off a service. Mm. So the, the meditation came to look after kids first. Do something with children. Mm. They are the future of the, of the world. Mm. So I made meditation CDs for children and booklets and then went on to love and self-image and now self-healing. And the self-healing was, interestingly enough, about 20 years ago. And only now it's sort of coming into its space and people are understanding it. Mm, I love and that. so the transformational counseling also came where I compiled courses, giving experiential exercises plus meditation. So they would come with the emotional stuff and we would counsel and we'd work through it and at the same time do the experiential, experiential exercises, which were fun and some were serious. And we put it together and I learned a lot from the clients. It came to a, a space where it was enough. Ten years was enough. The universe said, it's enough now. I said, it's enough. I want to go further mm-hmm. with something else and actually have a break. Um, I had a break for about two years, and we moved from one city to another. And a move can be quite stressful. Um, and then I just had to go for my mammogram. It was two years was up. And I thought to myself, let me find somebody in Johannesburg. And I just, the energy just wasn't right for me. It just didn't connect. So I went back to my old and 
intuitively I knew that something was not right. So before actually going there, I connected and the word cancer came into my consciousness. So I wasn't scared. I, I just went with it and I had the tests and they were very kind and caring and my gynae as well. And the only person that he knew was Carol Ben. So I Googled her on the website. Mm. And the minute I Googled her, I said to my husband, this is the person. I just felt you it. Knew. I knew intuitively mm. this is the person. And so my journey for me personally has been exciting, amazing, learning, growing, and sharing. Mm -hmm. And only now, within the two years, I shared with the closest, nearest, and dearest to me because I thought I didn't want to exert my energy and waste telling the whole world. It wasn't necessary for me because I had the wonderful support from Carol and her team, mm -hmm. plus my husband and my three children and one or two good friends. So for me, it was an introspective journey. And when I went through the radiation... I was that your treatment? That no was my chemo, treatment. I didn't have okay. to have yes. chemo. Yes. Um, I, I said, I'm actually going to meditate. So the, the reconstruction surgeon actually said to me, just think that you're suntanning. I said, fine. So when I went into the rooms, I said to the lady... Right, I'm going to Clifton Beach <laughs> without olive oil and for 10 minutes each time, I'm actually going to meditate. Mm. And I did. So it was a process for me. And we went in the evening when it was quieter. There were a few people and I connected with these people, the, the, the team there. So the like-minded and the connectedness, even the reflexology, I said to Carol, the first consultation, I said to her, do you believe in meditation? She said, absolutely. Reflexology? Absolutely. I said, fine. And that is what I'm going to do. So I went through um, my own meditations plus the reflexology. My daughter in is actually a reflexologist. Mm -hmm. And she recommended somebody who deals with cancer patients. Well, the connection was amazing because Carmen lectures at Fitz. And she took her, she took her students to the Helen Joseph where Carol was and she was doing reflexology on them. She was. The patients. All the connections. Joseph, all the connections. Oh wow, meant to be, hey? Absolutely meant to be. So even my Reiki lady, my therapist and my massage. And so I had a great time 2017 going through all these different therapies again. You had a great, I love the, your words, that it was introspective, it was learning, it was growing, mm -hmm. teaching, um, and you had a great time experiencing all of these treatments. And here you sit and now you're yes. doing what Ashley is doing and you're telling your story and giving back mm -hmm. and being part of this project. Don't you love that? I think that perfect. Isn't that a way amazing? Oh, I love to that. breast cancer, how Amazing they look. Two breast cancer warriors who are healers, who are givers in their way, um, and they're here to help you. So let's take a quick break. Um, um, we'll be right back. Once again, if you have any questions, SMS us on 34519 or WhatsApp us on 0618951019. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Walking with Warriors. 
Nine minutes to one o'clock, 101.9 High FM. What a fantastic show it is. Focusing on breast cancer. We're doing it for the rest of October. Professor Ben's name, Carol Ben's name has been mentioned numerous times just today. Um, and we're going to be talking to her next week. Um, of course, talking about this incredible website, Pink Paracel, um, which we're going to be directing you to. I'm going to be mentioning it a little bit later, but I want to just introduce our next guest, Natasha I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, um, but um, she's going to tell me, and she's the face and body ambassador for FIBA Global Fitness Africa Lifestyle and Fitness Show. Natasha, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. So good to have you on the show. Really did I pronu- Did I pronounce <laughs> your name correctly? Yes, it's a bit of a tongue twister, but you did. <laughs> so you are fit like mummy. That's me. And you've lost how much weight? Um, it's 18 kgs. 18 I'm, kgs? In I'm how long? Six stress sizes, uh, in 22 months. Six stress sizes in 22 months. And you've got what, two boys? Two boys, a 14 year old and a 10 year old. And are they loving this? Are they loving this fit like money? <laughs> they absolutely love it. They're a big part of the process. I couldn't do this without them. So they are part of my journey. So you're a blogger and people have been going through the process with you. What initiated the, the beginning of, of losing weight and changing your life really completely? <laughs> In fact, in December 2016, I got really ill. I was sitting at work, and I lost my eyesight, and my feet were really swollen, and I was rushed to hospital. Sure. Yeah. So it's that wake-up call we all sort of end up having uh, to get us to kickstart our lifestyle changes, and that's what happened to me. So after the visit to the doctor, he basically said to me, you know what, if you are a ticking time bomb and if you don't do something, your kids are going to grow up without a mother. Oh. Yeah, all the motivation I needed right there. (laughs) Absolutely, right there. So what was the first step? So that was in December, and on the 4th of January, I joined the gym. And my husband uh, actually laughed about it and said, people that join the gym at the beginning of the year never stick with it. (laughs) So I joined the gym, and I just started working out on my own, and I changed how I ate. I quit. Drinking immediately and I quit smoking immediately. Wow. So it was very much a cold turkey sort of approach to everything. Shock to your system, I'd say. Yeah, but I had to do it. Uh I had to commit a hundred percent and the weight just started flying off. So that was amazing. How did you change your diet? Ah, careful, we've got, careful, we've got the dietitian in the studio. <laughs> Ashley's going to be listening closely. Did you hear that, Ashley? Sugar. Is that what you cut out? I was obsessed with sugar. You know, I used to have a slab of chocolate a day. Uh-huh. So every day I would stop at the shop and buy two slabs, one for the family and then one for, for me because I yes. don't share. No, no. no. <laughs> so I had to stop the sugar because it was really a craving that triggered everything else. And I ate fairly healthy. But the problem was I wasn't moving enough. And I was consuming way too many calories, irrespective of the fact that it was healthy food. Uh-huh. So I was spending way too much time on the couch watching TV. And Before you lost the weight. Yeah. So you're saying it's not that you were an unhealthy eater. You ate healthily, but you weren't active enough. I wasn't acti- active enough. And then I wasn't um, mindful of what I was consuming and how much I was consuming on yeah, a daily basis. Certainly not the slab of chocolate. Ashley, I think it's important. I think it's an important fact that people can be eating healthy food, but you've got to be active. You've got to be burning and, and using up the energy, right? Yes, or, or eating less energy. So basically there's two types of overweight people, the nourished overweight and the undernourished overweight. So the, the undernourished Natasha was a nourished one. 
Well, maybe initially a combination. So, you know, if you're just drinking Coca-Cola and eating KFC and hardly eating vegetables and you, you're an undernourished one, but some people simply eat too much. So mm-hmm. they're eating the low GI products and they're eating the, the, the lean proteins and they, they're trying their best, but they eat, they're still eating too much. So mm. if you're eating too much, you need to exercise more or you need to eat less. Okay, fantastic. So Natasha, just very quickly, you've been asked to be an ambassador for FIBO. Tell us quickly, because I know we've got tickets to give away and we're going to be finishing the show. Tell us more. Yes, that's pretty amazing because I'm the face and body of the show. And the show really appeals to everyone, not just your fitness fanatic or your fitness instructor. So it is about real people wanting to make a difference and improving their wellness and their lifestyles just to get their health on track. So just Great. Eating better, moving more. So it's a show for everybody, you know, from adults to kids. So they're catering for kids as well, which is very exciting for me. And there's going to be cooking lessons. When is this happening? On the 26th, 27th, and 28th of October, which is around the corner. Yes, just Ticket Pro Dome. Ticket Pro Dome. And you are Le Ambassador. That's me. No pressure. No pressure. That is fantastic. (laughs) So that's the 26th, 27th, 28th at the Ticket Pro Dome in Joburg. We're giving away four double tickets. Four double tickets. If you would like uh, tickets to go along, learn about healthy eating, healthy exercise, turn your life around like Natasha, do what Ashley's been talking about. In fact, what we've all been talking about during the show, then SMS Chai FM now, 34519. SMS us on 34519. And use the hashtag, hashtag DLLinkFibo, F-I-B-O, and the first four will win a double ticket to the show. So SMS hi, 34519, um, hashtag DLLinkFibo, F-I-B-O, and uh, if you win, we'll be calling you. Natasha, thank you so much. You look amazing. Thank you Well done. Much. Kiara wants to say something. Did you want to say something? Damn, Suki, go Oh, wow. This is, this is, that this is, is amazing. Is, I would say that this is a studio of Transformation. Everyone in this studio has transformed. Ladies, you are inspiring. Thank you so much. By the way, if you want to visit the Pink Parasol website, www.pinkparasol.co.za. Ashley, thank you so much. Kiara, thank you. Simone, Natasha, thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for listening. From you, Nikki Seberini. Until next week, do take care. Goodbye.